Hi, this is Lewis Black, and uh, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Sarah Tiana talking about showing the ropes to wrestler-turned-stand-up comic Dolph Ziggler. I'm, I'm happy to uh, be doing some dates by myself. Like, been, uh, it's been so fun doing the shows with him, and it's, we're doing like a different city every night. Where I'm like, when I'm on the road by myself, I just, you know, I, get, I can actually unpack. Talked a little bit about that, but then we talked a lot about sports. Uh, Sarah, a big sports fan. Her boyfriend is uh, on the Rich Eisen show. It's Rich Eisen's sidekick there, so we chatted about that as well. We have the song of the week coming up from Declan McKenna, but first, a dumb bit, maybe two. First, there was Vanilla Coke. Then, Pepsi jumped on the bandwagon with Pepsi Vanilla. And now, Pepsi is trying to rip off Coke in an even bigger way. Introducing Pepsi Coke. It's Pepsi with the flavor of Coke. Mmm, I haven't had Pepsi this good since the last time I had a Coke. That's because the can says Pepsi, but the taste says Coke. Wow, Pepsi Coke is awesome. See, some 20-something gulped it down and said it was awesome, so it's gotta be good. And it comes in every possible variety. There's Diet Pepsi Coke 1, Caffeine-Free Pepsi Coke, Caffeine-Free Diet Pepsi Coke, Cherry Pepsi Coke, Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue, and Caffeine-Free Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue with Caffeine. Wow, I had no idea the taste of all my favorite Pepsi flavors would taste better with a taste of Coke. Take the Pepsi Coke taste test today and see if you can tell if you're tasting Pepsi or Coke or both. Pepsi Coke. It's the Pepsi name you know with the taste of Coke you love. The new Mountain Dew Summer flavors are here and they're extreme, extremely extreme. Like the new Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption has to be the best flavor ever. And I was trying it, I was listening all the time, well, it just happens to be my favorite band in the world. You know, so it was all good. So whenever I listen to them, I think about Nervous Conniption. Good. Oh, and right now I'm talking about one friend, Emma, because I'm probably going to have a new nervous connection with her, because, you know, wouldn't that be so much fun? We'd be all really hyped together. You know, because being hyped okay. is like, the best part of right. the Okay, thank you. Shut up! Sorry! New Mountain Dew Nervous Conniption. Get some fast. This week on the Cincy Shirts podcast, Cincinnati radio legend Jim Scott. Now, in 1968, you could go door to door and people would be home. I would do the whole street and I'd, I'd meet everybody and I'd say, tomorrow morning, please listen to me on 1360 WSAI and uh, I'll talk about being here. And I would give them little trinkets, a little... And I did that uh, for a couple of years. The Cincy Shirts podcast is available in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, tune in really anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe and download or stream today. Sarah Tian is a stand-up comedian originally from Atlanta, Georgia. She's based in Los Angeles now and has been touring with Dolph Ziggler, but she's also been out on her own headlining clubs. Here now is our interview with Sarah Tiana. Hello? Hello, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You sound like you're traveling I'm down. The, you sound like you're traveling down the highway. Yep, I definitely am on my way to a meeting. Okay, that's cool. We can, can knock this out uh, real quick. Hey, is it okay if we use this uh, audio for the my podcast like we did last time? 
Yeah. Cool. All right. Sorry that I'm in the car. That's okay. That's fine. We uh, I've interviewed people in the car myself. It's uh, we're a t- we're a mobile society. Okay. <laughs> yes, so, whatever you need. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but it looks like uh, the week you're in Minneapolis, it's going to be Atlanta week. I spoke to Kostaki on Monday. He's at the other club uh, that week. So good job, Northern oh, Georgia. Yeah. Atlanta take fun. Atlanta taking over. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, we're we're trying. I wonder if Kostaki's going to go to. Uh, See a baseball. I'm going to go see the Twins for the first time. I've never been to that stadium, so that's on my list of things to do. Yeah, I know he's a big football guy. I don't know if he's a big baseball guy, but um, yeah, I was almost like calling because I had the Indians game on upstairs, and uh, they had two on with two yeah. out, and uh, they only managed to punch one across, and they're still down two to one. So, so I ran down here to do the interview, and hopefully they'll get things sorted before uh, I get back up. Uh, so, what's new with you, ma'am? Oh man, I've just been, I've been on the road a ton with uh, Dolph Ziggler, the wrestler. So uh, we were actually there in Minneapolis uh, at the beginning of March. So that was really fun. And uh, and now I'm, I'm, I'm happy to uh, be doing some dates by myself. Like, it's been, uh, it's been so fun doing the shows with him. And it's, it's, we're doing like a different city every night. Whereas like, when I'm on the road by myself, i just you know, I get I can actually unpack. <laughs> yeah, you can settle in for a little bit. Are you doing full shows? Yeah. Full shows with him, or is are you just are you doing a, a shorter set, or how how is that working? Yeah, I do a shorter. So we each do thirty minutes, and then we do a thirty minute Q and A. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, we have uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. He's uh, he's just dipping his toe into the comedy world and. You know, he has so much respect for it that he's not, um, he's not, uh, just being like, oh, I'll just headline and be fine. Like, he knows that he's not quite ready to headline all by himself. So, um, so yeah, so we've been doing it together and, uh, and it's been great. Yeah, I'd heard a little bit about that, how he'd gotten kind of interested in, uh, doing stand up and stuff. So it's good he's got, got someone to kind of mentor him there. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. He he was opening for me for a while, and then all these clubs uh, wanted him to uh, to headline, and and so he wasn't ready to do that by himself. And so I kind of proposed the idea of like, well, why don't we just do it together? So that's what we've been doing, and it's been a lot of fun. Cool. And um, so, and how long has that been? Is uh, that been a been a deal? Uh, we've been doing that for off and on for about a year and the tour uh we, we started an actual tour probably three four weeks ago i guess and uh so we have some some more dates coming up but uh it's all kind of contingent on his wrestling schedule and what that's going to be so we don't we still don't really know what that's going to be yet so we're just kind of playing it by year right now and so I know you're a big sports fan. You, you did you follow the wrestling growing up? I don't really follow wrestling that much. You know, I kind of followed just him, uh, and I think that kind of helps me uh, be impartial in a way. Um, but I just uh, I'm not. I've never been a. I was a big wrestling fan when I was younger, back in Georgia when wrestling was kind of based there. 
Um, and I, I just found out I'm going on the Jericho cruise, actually, which is in January. So I think it's going to be in my life for a while. So I'm trying to write some more material based on that and my experiences as a uh, as an outsider, basically. Yeah, I've always kind of been the same way. I work with a bunch of people that are, are they're massive wrestling fans, and from like back in the day, it's it's, it's a t-shirt company. You know Josh Sneed, uh, comedian Josh Sneed. Yeah. It's his t-shirt company, and um and everyone I work with, they're like proper wrestling fans. They go way way back, and I'm like, it just never took. I'm a big sports fan like you, and it it just never took. Yeah, I know. Uh, actually, when we were uh, in Arizona for the Royal Rumble, we did a show at uh, Stand Up Live, and Josh came on and, and did a guest spot on the show because he was in town. Oh, okay. And I I'm just a it. huge fan of his. I was like, please come and do a spot on our show. So he did, which was really nice. Well, there you go. He's, he's, he's such a nice man, isn't he? <laughs> he really is. Yeah. So, uh, what else have you been doing? I know you were doing like you know uh, the occasional roast here and there, and you were do- you-, you were always doing kind of some of the some sports adjacent uh, work and hosting. Is- you been doing a lot of that lately? Yeah, I had a show on Yahoo for a little while that was uh, about sports with Cope Prof. Me and Andrew Santino did that show together, and uh, I'm still just like pitching ideas around sports, and I. Uh, I know I'm taping something for NFL Films tomorrow. Ooh. So it's the one, 100 year anniversary for the NFL this year. So I know they're doing a lot of, um, of stuff around that. So it's a little talking head show where I get to talk about it. But anytime I get to do that, it's always a lot of fun. And my boyfriend is a sportscaster. He's the sidekick on the Rich Eisen show. So they're going to be in Nashville in a couple weeks for the draft. So I'm actually going up there going over there to uh, hang out with him before I come to Minneapolis. That's cool. And you've been with this fellow for a while, right? I've been what? You've been with this fellow for a while, right? Did... Yeah, I've been coming to Minnesota Not... for a long time, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the fellow you're with, he's the sidekick on the Rich Eisen show. Because uh, remember he picked Oh, you... yeah, we... Yeah, we've been together for three and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause for a while. You told me the story about after the the heartbreaking loss at the Falcons, heartbreaking loss. He picked you up at the airport and was very nice. And I think he brought you flowers, <laughs> if I recall, didn't he? Maybe not. Yeah, that was the first time he ever bought me flowers. Okay, that, I do remember it correctly. <laughs> okay. So, uh, speaking of football, I need to get your opinion on this on a couple of things here. So, the Alliance of American Football, of course, had just got, gone out of business, and, and Kostak and I discussed this because he's a big football guy. Uh, were you a fan? Was spring football a bad idea? I'm kind of interested in, in your take as a sports fan. Of the new league? Oh, uh, yeah, of the AAF, with the now out of business AAF. Yeah, I, I just had my doubts about it from the very beginning. Um, I thought the only thing it could really do was, was uh, help more guys who wanted to play football play, which I thought was always great because hey. the NFL is just so difficult to make it into that league and to stay. So I was more excited for the players, but myself, I wasn't really, I knew I wasn't going to watch any of those games. Yeah, I, I watch out of curiosity because you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of defunct leagues, and I knew this one was going, probably going to be defunct soon, unfortunately. But yeah, that's the the thing I was saying. I was invited onto a, a show of one of Josh's friends as a sportscaster here in town, and I came on. and He wanted to make fun of defunct leagues, and plenty to make fun about. Don't get me wrong, but like I pointed out, what you just said is like the one thing you got to remember here. As funny as all this is when it happens, these guys want to play, and that's why they're there, and they'll play for free if they 
team misses paychecks, they don't, well, they care, but they'll, they'll still play on because they have that much passion for the game. And uh, maybe that's yeah. what, maybe that's what they ought to market. But uh, yeah, I was just curious about what your take was because like this article I read in USA Today was kind of crazy. They said that this is before the league folded. They're saying, oh well, people are more interested in you know the the NFL Combine and the draft. And I'm like, I'd rather watch a real game than some guy watch wind sprints and another guy read names from a list every ten minutes. But I guess I'm in the minority. Yeah, because <laughs> the draft well, is think, huge I think now. What the NFL has going for it that most other sports don't is that they they don't have as many games, and that's kind of like yeah. the anticipation and the build-up is, is what makes it, uh, such, I think, um, not only is it a fun sport, but just the anticipation of finally getting to see it once a week, uh, now three days a week, is, uh, is way more fun, whereas, you know, you can watch baseball every day, you can watch basketball every day. Yep. Well, this is, I'd like to get your opinion on this too, then, because this is something that I remember Mark Cuban a couple of years ago said, "Oh, well, the NFL is killing itself being on, you know, every night of the week." But what people don't understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's if, when it's on one every, if even if it's on every night of the week, it's only one game, except on Sunday when you have multiple games. And I like that it's spread out because even if you have one of those deals where you've got the red zone package, or you, you can't watch multiple games at the same time, it's a pain in the ass. It can't even if you're a fantasy football person trying to do that. I've tried it; it doesn't work. I like that they're spreading out the games. You know, and you, you can focus on the one game and not have to worry about anything else going on. I don't know. Am I in the minority on that one, too? Yeah. No, no. I think you're exactly right. I think like, there's no way to watch multiple games and be affected. And, like, I think that's why, you know, like, when it comes to basketball and baseball, like, you can kind of enjoy any game that's on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you can flip back and forth because they're a little bit slower paced. But, you know, football... You don't want to miss anything. Right. And with, like you said, only, you know, 16 games, you've really got to, uh, you know, the games mean more. So you do have to pay attention. If you miss a baseball game, eh, got another 161 you can catch. But, um, yeah, you know, and also, like, with football, because of the more, like, if you have a morning game or an afternoon game, if your team does, then, then you could just turn on red zone for the other. Like, if the fact you're playing in the morning, then I'll turn on red zone in the afternoon. That's, Not yeah. That's what I'll watch in the afternoon. Yeah, but that must be nice living on the West Coast when the Falcons are on. Knock that out in the, in the morning. Got the rest of your day to do what you want. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just in New York. I was there for WrestleMania. We were doing shows at Caroline for WrestleMania, and I was just like, every time I'm on the East Coast, I'm like, how do people do it? Like, how do people wait this long for a game or stay up this late at night for a game? It just seems so unfair. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy, and I've I've often fallen asleep in the fourth quarter of a game with 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 it tied or something like that, and I wake up so angry. I'm like, ah, you know, you gotta have to take a nap yeah. to watch you watch your team if they're the Sunday night game. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, do you make it back to Atlanta much? Uh, I don't get back as often as I would like. You know, um, but my sister, my family, they all live. Uh, it was two hours north of Atlanta now near Chattanooga, Tennessee. So uh, when I do go back, I'm usually going there, but I'm only there probably twice a year. This year I'll be there a little bit more because my sister is going to have a baby uh, in a month or two. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I'll have an even more pertinent reason to go back. Well, how convenient for you they put that new baseball stadium on the north side of town. Yeah, 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That stadium is gorgeous, by yeah. the way. I, we, we, we drove. That? We drove by it. Um, my my family's not keen on going to when we're on vacation. Because here's a funny thing: we va- we actually vacationed in Atlanta last spring break, but it was to see all the Stranger Things filming locations. We're we're big fans. <laughs> and oh, and Thanks. you went to Emerson, didn't you? Am I? For what? Did you go to Emerson University, or am I thinking of somebody else? Now, I went to I went to Georgia and then I finished at Georgia State in downtown Atlanta. Okay, I'm thinking of somebody else then. I don't know who I'm thinking of. But anyway, one of the yeah. one of the buildings in Stranger Things is on the campus of Emerson University. And um, it's interesting because it's supposed to be in the middle of Indiana and the way they shoot it, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere, but when you drive up to it from the main entrance, there's Atlanta big as daylight in the in the background. It's really funny. But um yeah, I was oh, wondering right. I was wondering about Emory. Emory, I'm sorry, not Emerson's in Boston. Emory, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but uh, we had a lot of fun in Atlanta, and I was—I thought it was weird they built that stadium where they did, and then I realized, oh, most of the population is between Atlanta and Chattanooga, like you're saying. There's not a lot of people south of Atlanta that that impacts, so it probably was a, a better location for them. Uh, yeah, but like I'd like to go to the uh, to I like to do a lot of stadiums when I'm traveling. But again, I'm I'd be the only one. Uh, so what do you do when you're off duty when you're not doing comedy and and uh, and following sports? What are the what are the things do you like to do? Uh, I do a lot of writing. Um, so whether I'm writing on a, a show or uh, doing my own writing, that's kind of like what I spend my my off time doing. I have a I have a writing partner, so we um, we write a lot of um, movies and TV shows together, and then um, and uh, so I'm writing those or outlining those or trying to sell those most of the time. And are there any other? Uh, I mean, apart from those things, is there any other uh, kind of vehicles for your comedy you haven't done yet, or career bucket list things that you want to do? Host a certain event or be involved in a, a certain uh, project? Oh, you know, I mean, there's, I feel like, you know, there's, I'm not uh, opposed to anything. I'm always excited about new things. But, you know, what I really want to focus on is, like, what I'm really good at is country music and the military and sports. Like, those are my top things. Those are oh, the go. things that I know the best. So I'm usually pitching shows that relate to that or trying to perform on shows that are related to that or writing shows that are related to that. So what? So what do you make of this controversy? I just kind of got involved in this. The the little Naz, uh, the fellow from Atlanta, coincidentally, and um, they ripped his song off the country chart because it wasn't country enough. Have you heard about this? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I ju- I saw something on uh, Facebook about it. I didn't pay much attention. Then I'm a, a big BBC Radio One listener, and it's become a big hit over there on the regular singles chart. And that gets a big hit on the pop chart here in the U.S. too. But it, Lil Nas, he's a guy, he's a guy named Lil Nas. He's a it's more like a hip hop thing, but it's very country infused uh, to the point where there's a version of it that Billy Ray Cyrus appears on, and that's the one that's become the hit over in the U.K. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that song. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So right. I Bef- right before it hit number one on the country chart, they yanked it completely off the chart, Billboard did. And there's a, a big controversy. And uh, I don't think it's a bad tune. I'm not a fan of modern-day country. I like more of the older stuff. But um, uh, I-, I thought it was pretty cool. It's a- it's one of those things that you th- you th- on paper you think, like, well, this is going to sound horrible. But uh, it's actually really good. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody, rem- I think we all remember, like, I think it was, like, Nellie and Tim McGraw did one a long the- time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone's just like, oh, I don't want it to be like that. But uh, but then now it's like, no, that one was really good. That one was, like, and, and I think, you know, Billy Ray having uh, two daughters that are pop stars, I think he has, like, a little, uh, a pretty good feeling about uh, what it should sound like and what it should should, how it should go so i think he did a good job yeah he's uh in, in tune to the young people still i guess since his daughter's uh having hits yeah 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 i didn't realize another controversy in country music i heard this on npr was the, the uh country uh radio does not like playing a lot of women artists and um i didn't really realize that until they had uh, a couple of gals on some songwriters saying yeah it's you look at the charts and it's like you know, and they have like unwritten rules in country radio where like you only play like a tenth of the playlist should be women. And I'm like, really? Even when we've had huge stars in the past like Dolly Parton and and people like that, that's that's still a thing. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I guess I haven't really um, n- noticed as much of that. I definitely know that there are more male stars, but I think that you know. It just kind of goes without saying. Like, I mean, there's more male rappers, you know. There's more yeah male heavy metal artists. So, I mean, it's just kind of. I mean, it's it's similar. I I don't. I mean, everybody always tries to compare. Ask me about like comedy and like being a woman in comedy and how there's not a lot of us. And, and you know, it's just kind of it's it's kind of just not something that you grow up thinking about doing. You know, when you're a singer, I think when you know, I would I would venture to say that like women tend to have like pretty beautiful voices and like iconic voices. I I don't ever understand why that's a male dominated field when I feel like hearing a woman sing is like you know fantastic and uh, and men are equally good singers, but it's like for women in comedy, I think it's just sometimes it's hard for just people in general to laugh at a woman. I always think that that is like the only barrier that would really have to break. I've never felt like I didn't get any job because I was a woman. If anything, I felt like I got the job because I was one. Well, it's, it, it is going to the, one of the mysteries of the entertainment business, I guess, but it seems like things are getting better gradually. So yeah. that's a good thing. Um, yeah. and, and thanks, thanks exactly. to your efforts as well. Well, great. Um, well, have fun up in Minneapolis. Of course, I'm down here in Cincinnati, and I know you were here a while ago, and I think I recycled the interview we did previously for Cincinnati uh, for efficiency's sake, because because uh, it's oh, fantastic. Yeah, right. And then I guess I'll do the same yeah. back in Cincinnati again. We'll just roll this one over and, and do the same thing. Well, hope you make it to the ballpark, and it's not too cold. I heard on the Indians game they were saying it's going to be they're getting a, a blizzard. Uh, this week in Minneapolis, yeah. and they're supposed to play the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully everything will clear up by the time you're up there in uh, in two weeks, and uh, you can have fun at the ballpark. Yeah, I know. Hope so. I hope so. I'm so uh, I'm so thankful. I always enjoy talking to you, and thank you for uh, always writing such nice things. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. My pleasure. Uh, always uh, help. Nice to help out somebody uh, hilarious and who loves sports. So. Okay. Thank right. you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. 
thanks again to Sarah Tiana for being on the show. You can catch Sarah well. Actually, she's uh, kind of going back and forth between uh, co-headlining with Dolph Ziggler, the big wrestler, and then, of course, uh, headlining her own shows. Uh, I know she's in Plano, Texas at Hyenas at the end of May, but in the meantime, go to sarahtiana.com for all your Sarah Tiana needs. And uh, Sarah is with an H there, Tiana, T-I-A-N-A. There you have it. So um, I guess no new things to promote here except for... um, well, check out Check Check Hayes' blog. Hope she'll be doing some more stuff with that as she wraps up her school year. Big announcement about Fangirl, but I'll have her do that maybe next week. And uh, nearly Liza, doing a little less video and animation, doing a lot more drawing. I believe you want to follow nearly Liza on Instagram. I believe that she has like five different Instagram accounts. But I think the one for her art is nearly Liza on Instagram. So do check that out. So that brings us to the song of the week. Song of the week is from Declan McKenna. You may remember Declan, singer-songwriter, kind of like a, a George Ezra, maybe um, maybe like a Rat Boy, not as rocky as Rat Boy though, but uh, kind of in that vein. I'm trying to think who the uh, kind of kind of who like maybe Tom Walker, if you're familiar there. Uh, kind of this new wave of British singer-songwriter. He fits right in. He's kind of on the younger end. And anyway, his big tune was Brazil. Uh, that got a lot of play on Radio One. And uh, the kids don't want to come home. Another one that got a lot of play on Radio One. And uh, hasn't gotten too much exposure in this country, but he has a new tune out. The tune is called In Blue. It's on the soundtrack for a TV show called Moom in Valley. I had to look this up. Apparently it's a British-Finnish family comedy. I'm not even sure if it's animated. It may or may not be. I don't know. But um, the soundtrack also features, uh, I recognize Tom O'Dell and First Aid Kit. First Aid Kit are from uh, neighboring Sweden. The other acts I don't really recognize. But Declan's landed one on this soundtrack. As I said, the song is called In Blue. And it's a little different for him. It's a little slower. It's got a kind of a bigger sound than some of his previous stuff. So uh, see what you think. Uh, Declan McKenna kind of growing up, I reckon. And uh, But he has our song of the week. Declan McKenna in blue, PS tape recorder. So long and thanks for listening. I made the wrong turn in Yeah.